Welcome to Badgedamia, a podcast so educational two professors could be hosting it. Hi, I'm Dr. Danielle Dickenview, and joining me is Dr. Bill Pennyman. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to an update episode of Badgedamia. We missed you all so much that we're making an episode and there hasn't even been an episode of The Bachelor or Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise. We just wanted to talk to you all. So, Danielle, anything to say as a welcome back, D3? I miss having television to watch. I miss getting to chat with people about The Bachelor. So, you know, the summer can't come fast enough. I agree. I So interestingly enough, I am always amazed at how many people do listen to this and like they're closet listeners. So oh, yeah. they're like, I have faculty members who will be like, I don't watch any TV. I only read books and improve myself through vigorous activity and going to bed at seven in the morning, you know, whatever. And then I'll get a text from him and it's like, did you see what just happened with Colton? What are your thoughts? And it's like, oh, you're watching. You're a closet watcher. <laughs> Listener, I know it. Just come out. It's so much better in the light with the rest of us. The first step is acceptance. Right. The second step is making a very nice charcuterie board while you watch the episode. Absolutely. You know, so I was having a conversation with a group of women um, that I meet with on campus uh, regularly. And we were, we were talking about, we were confessing all of the things that we watch and read that we would never want someone to find. And so I think we should start like a you and I confessions, like faculty style, but it's just academics admitting to watching and reading trash. Like letting people realize that they don't just read, you know, these highbrow research articles. Absolutely. Academics are people too. Flawed, definitely (laughs) but also like we have some you know quirky hobbies and interests oh yeah yeah speaking of those so was that not a good segue man i'm I'm in i'm in mid-episode form uh so we're gonna do some life updates uh so we've come up with some questions to ask each other And maybe you don't find this interesting at all. Just hang with us. We'll make it fun. Uh, So what is the best thing you've eaten since the last episode? As you know, both D3 and I are big time food people. We are. So, you know, I have like really terrible memory. So I always just like think of what I just recently had. And because I love food. So I sent Bill a text of this amazing lasagna that I made last night. I was breathing heavy when I looked at the photo. I was like, oh, God. Oh, I wish. There was so much cheese in it. Um, Ricotta and mozzarella. And it was really delightful. Um, I'm trying to think I've been on a salmon kick lately. So Mm. I've been eating a lot of salmon, which makes me feel sort of healthy, but so I cover it in like spicy mayo and put it in sushi because Bill has empowered me to believe that I can make sushi and I can, it's not as hard as it looks. Um, so those are some of the wonderful things that I'm eating. Um, you know, of course we've been eating lots of candy too, because 
you know, with Easter, I feel like, I feel like we just keep eating candy from Easter and it's like still like our baskets are still out because they're still just full. And I'm like, I don't feel like I bought that much. And yet it's just there. So um, the Easter bunny is real and he is supporting my candy. You're like the, you're like the Jesus Christ of, of Easter, I guess. I don't know if that really works. But like <laughs> five loaves and two fishes. Absolutely. Like, Only but with Easter. It's, it's <laughs> Cadbury <laughs> eggs Cadbury. and Reese's. Oh man, I love Cadbury cream eggs. I really like the caramel ones. No, I like the fondant. Oh yeah. It's so sweet it hurts my teeth. But oh god, I love them. Yeah. It's really gross. I so I did, I freaked out my husband a little bit. Um, we were at my parents vacationing they live like five blocks from here from they live I like live. right by us yes like right by you yeah it was very yeah. odd i went for a drive and i saw them over by my house and it was like there's something amiss in the world right now <laughs> <laughs> well you know i think we're gonna stay there this weekend too because oh. they're out of town again um I, i'm like telling hey world my parents are out of town <laughs> find out where their house is but we will be there we will be there and um so go uh, to danielle's house <laughs> don't rob her parents <laughs> oh i got robbed right before christmas don't do it I again remember yeah um, but so anyway like i was like we should you know dye eggs and do all of the you know easter things that one does with kids and okay so bill you got to tell me have you ever blown eggs right oh, yeah. like, you know what i mean by that okay, yeah where you good. poke the hole in them and Thank you. Like, that's just how we dyed eggs growing up. You like blew all the crap out of them. And it's awesome. It looks like a really like gross nose. And then like you dye them. And like Ryan was horrified. He's like, I've never seen this before. Like, what are you doing? You're going to get salmonella. This is like the least hygienic thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, this is coming from a guy that I know has ate a waffle off of a car floor. So like, he can't like, um, but yeah, so like, I was like, are, like, did other people do this? Like this was an elementary school, like go-to for me. I mean, I'm way too lazy to like blow the actual egg out. So we just boil them, but yeah, I've done it. Yeah. yeah. Most people hard boil them. And Plus I love hard boiled eggs, much like your son. Yes. Right. And hard boiled eggs. Also, Instant Pot makes the best hard boiled egg. I know you told me that. I need to, I don't have an Instapot, but we did get an air fryer. I know let, I'm a little of that. Let me tell you, I have went to the uh, on my best thing I've eaten. I've eaten a lot of good things. Um, but the air fryer, I just one day went down Hy-Vee's frozen aisle and everything that looked that like had breading, I was just it was like supermarket sweep. And so I have a whole rating of like the different things that you can fry in it. Um, they're amazing. Offer reviews. Green What's bean. What's your favorite? Carrots. Uh, the carrots are good because they're like a good mix of like the sweet and kind of salty. You know, carrots are a little sweet and salty. Um, what else? It does chicken really well. So you pound chicken flat, throw it in there, and it's really, it doesn't dry out. Salmon. We've done salmon. Not tuna steak though it'll dry your tuna steak out and i'm very passionate about tuna steak so yeah in fact for my worst thing i've eaten i did a tuna steak in there and it just cooked the crap out of it and it was like well i just basically have a can of like 
chicken of the sea now. I'm trying to think of like $10 chicken of the sea steak. Oh, I thought of another amazing thing I had. Okay. I made homemade oatmeal cream oh, pie. Yeah. It was so good. But I'm like trying to think of like something really terrible that I've had. I mean, you know, I eat a lot of food that's just not that interesting. Um I like too many things, I think. You know, I keep thinking about I tried these um Kodiak cake. Oh yeah. The waffles. Cups. Oh, oh, the waffles are amazing. Yeah. But I like, it's like a cup and you just add, it's like maybe a brownie or something. Yep. You just add some milk. I mean, good source of protein, but I mean, there's like 29 grams of sugar in it. So yeah. it's not exactly healthy. Yeah. Uh, best thing you've read. Best thing that I've read. I feel like I'm talking too much. No, not at all. Um, so I've read a lot and one of my favorite books. So I would say I have two nonfiction books that I'm really into. One's called, I think I'm going to pronounce this right. I don't have to say it out loud when I read it. It's called the um, Cognitive Connection by okay. Kathy Colby. It's from like the nineties. Okay. And she wrote something called the Colby index. And basically it, talks about how people's the process that people go through to take action. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. It's really interesting. And so like, Oh, I could talk about how much should I talk about this? How long do we want this episode? Uh, you know, one, one to two minutes. One to two minutes. So like we were, you know, fact finding, uh-huh. um, organizing, um, like idea development and implementation that you have to go through those things. And she basically is like, Hey, if everyone had 10 hours to accomplish a task, like how would you go about it? So like Bill, you all, I think just bought a new car, right? We did. Yeah. What was the first thing that you did? Google. <laughs> so most academics I think are fact finders and they spend a lot of time fact finding. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm not jumping. No, it's so interesting. But so like, I'm actually something called a quick start. So like mm -hmm. I brainstorm ideas and then from my ideas, I organize them. And then I typically fact find, which makes me very different than many people that I work with. Right. And I suck at implementation, but like, um, not because I don't, um, implementation isn't necessarily follow through, but it's like very technical skills. Mm. So like if your if your lawnmower would break down, like I just call someone. I want to try to fix it. Or like, you know, I'm working on a big project. I'm developing a website, but like I'm not building the website. I'm telling somebody else to build the website. So like that's I'm like a very low in implementation. Really good book. I'm also reading this book. Ooh, I have to think of the author's name called Burnout. Okay. And I'm oh, only I think, I think I've read that one. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and it was right up your, you would probably, there's also some things that I think you'd be as a counselor go like, well, duh. Mm. Um, but for me, as someone who doesn't have a degree in like psychology or counseling, um, I thought it was, I, I'm only about halfway through, and, but burnout, the success, the secret to unlocking the stress cycle by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. Hmm. 
And they also have a podcast that I'm really impressed with. Um, so those are my two favorite. Then I, I, I've been reading the book, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and it's pretty good. It's fiction. Um, probably the worst thing that I'm reading. Well, let me hear yours. Let me hear your favorites. What are you so reading? So I read um, a book called 20th Century Horror Stories. Um, and it was just one that popped up. So I say read, I listen to on Audible. I do most of my my reading on Audible. Um, and it was short stories, which I don't normally like. And they weren't really horror stories, but there were a couple where I was like bawling listening to it. There was one about a kid who had a friend that this is going to sound really dumb, but if you read the book, you will get in, um, into it. But it was like a little blow up doll that was like a human kind of, and his friend like protected him because he couldn't get like ripped by stuff. And then in the end, he, you know, he has to like kind of part with him. And it's like, I was cleaning the house and just like tears. It's like, Oh my God. Um, and then I'm also uh, right now reading Brene Brown. Hey, Brene. I know you listen now after I missed, um, uh, dare daring to lead. Um, I think that's really good book just really good life advice about like tough conversations and uh, what's direct is good. You know, just talking about why it's important to be direct with people. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Brene's work. Worst thing. So have you heard of 75 hard? Yes. Oh my gosh. So I don't know how, but Mm -hmm. I came across it for those of you that are listening and you aren't familiar with 75 hard It is a mental toughness program um, that has become really popular, um, especially on TikTok. TikTok, yeah. And it's not the healthiest of programs necessarily. Um, So it's pretty extreme. You are not allowed to cheat in any way. You work out um, two times a day, 45 minutes. You're supposed to drink a gallon of water, which makes no sense. Like it just straight across the board. You're supposed to follow a diet, which diet doesn't matter. You just got to follow some diet. Um, you have to do one nice thing for a person a day, which I'm on board. I don't know why. Yeah. You read 10 pages of a book every day. On fiction though. It can't fiction. Yep. And you have to read it. You, none of your audible crap, Bill. Yeah, I know, right. Um, imagine and- what I would have made out of myself if I would have read books instead of listened to them. I could have had a real job. It, it, so I, a podcast. Really struggle with I struggle with it because so, but anyway, I don't know how, but I became kind of really fascinated listening to people's experiences on this. I said, screw it. I'm going to order this book. Why not? Mm-hmm. It is written so terribly like it's just like randomly bold there's like spaces between (laughs) all of the lines and somehow I accidentally got two copies mailed to me so I have a friend that I actually sorry friend but I I know because I've been like ragging on this book but I think he's gonna like it so I'm gonna Mm -hmm. give it to him as a gift when I finally see him again um but like it's I'm like fascinated by it though um, because for so many people, I do think it has been like this transformative thing, but like, for me, I'm like, why would you just do what this person told you? Like, if you're like me and you're five, three, 
Like I have no business drinking over a gallon of water every day. Our neighbor did it and lost a lot of weight. And I think it was really, really good for him. I guess my, my concern being a former wrestler is it sounds a lot like being a wrestler. And it's like, I would go down to like 3% body fat wrestling season. And then when it was done, I would lay on the couch and eat Oreos and put like ready whip in my mouth. And so I just, I guess my concern with that is that it like creates such bad habits and such bad mindsets. It's like, like all or nothing mindset. It's like, so will the, you know, if you do that, will you ever be able to enjoy a cookie again? You know, or is like every time you go to eat a cookie, I'm cheating, I'm cheating. And man, life's just kind of short to be like, I'm not eating any cookies. But I, I do like the idea of having this, like, I mean, he calls it a well, um, mental toughness program, but I, I do appreciate the idea of having a wellness program that encompasses both your physical yeah. and like reading and like thinking about how you treat others. I mean, yeah. I think like in the phase one, you also take super cold showers, you know, like yeah. I just, while I think that it's important to push yourself and to move through difficult things and that that can produce grit or toughness or whatever you want to call it. I also think it being arbitrary isn't necessarily wise. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like the whole point of some of that stuff is to make you appreciate what you have. Right. So the whole point of the cold shower thing, which was big, like three or four years ago, is that it makes you appreciate all the other things you have. And it's like, well, if you just get in the shower every morning and be like, screw this, this is horrible. It's not really having the intended effect at all, is it? You know, so I guess there's a lot of intentionality that I think gets messed, messed up with stuff like that. But like being a planner user, such as yourself, I feel like there's things in there that like really go towards your love of planners, right? Like well, I mean, one of his arguments is, is that like, if you have to exercise twice a day and find time to read a book and um, that a gallon of water is enough that you have to be thoughtful about how you're going to incorporate it into your day. So, I mean, his argument is in a lot of ways that you have to start engaging in intentional uses of your time. Right. Um, and so, I mean, there's, I think there's little nuggets of wisdom in it. Poorly executed. Yes. I, I totally agree with you. I think probably a lot of people could benefit from being intentional about their time and what they do in a day. I think probably the issue is then like, they probably don't need an eating disorder attached to it. Like, you know, or so. I can criticize it all. I want this dude's making way more money than I am. So like, you know, True. yeah. And kudos to people who do it. I mean, I did an Ironman and that's probably on the same scale of like, there wasn't much healthy about it. Right. I mean, I was sore. I spent a lot of money and basically the whole point was so that I could tell people every chance I get that I finished an Ironman. So far be it for me to criticize anyone about stuff like that. Uh, worst or best thing you've watched. You I told me you like, haven't watched any TV. What's your worst book though? I want to oh. know your worst book. Um, I'm looking over here at my stuff. Um... I have been, so I made a goal because my buddy D3, 
inspired me to make some goals uh, because I really just like to live by the seat of my pants. Um, to read, dude. what? Says Iron Man, dude. Yeah, like that didn't take any planning or goal setting. I'm sure. Um, I so I my plan was to read a book about leadership every year, every day, um, or every month for the year. And I read one called um, Leadership in Higher Education. I don't know if I would say it was a bad book, but it was dry. It was dry. So I'm taking on progressively more leadership roles. And I realize I don't really know much about it. I should probably read some books and figure it out uh, before I start doing it more. So it was dry. It was like running to it, working out in the car one day I had to drive like three hours and it was not keeping me awake. So question, do you always finish books that you start? Yes. I think only of a couple that I've never finished. Well, especially on audible because you pay a decent amount. Yeah. And above all things, I am cheap. I do not like to spend money on things. Like I have been known to eat a whole meal that I just just like, I, I don't like this. This doesn't taste good. And Elaine will be like, just stop. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't like, I don't waste my time with a book. Like if I'm like moving through it slow, I'm like, screw it. Like I can come back to it if the spirit moves me later, but like I'm moving on until I find something that grips me. That must be so freeing. It is. I, I think I don't start books because of that. Like, because I don't want the commitment. I'm kind of like Nick on new girl where it's like, I I don't want the commitment of it. So it's like, I avoid it. Well, I think that I was moving through books a lot slower because I was kind of doing like what you were doing, but like some, I would just get stuck on or I wasn't feeling, especially like even sometimes with fiction, you know? And finally I was like, you know what? Life is short. And I can afford the $7 of this book, you know, That's but true. like, I will say that sometimes I do go back to a book huh. later and like maybe my mindset or what's important to me at the time shifts. And like that same book that just, I wasn't digging at one point, I like devour later. So, um, your money, your money will not go to waste bill. Thank you. So <laughs> freeing. I feel very free now. I can read anything and just quit. (laughs) That was Danielle's coaching session. I think that's important. Sometimes like you need friends to tell you like, like, you know it in your head, but you just need a friend to be like, just stop, just do what you know is right. I don't think I knew that other people, like I started asking around, I don't know, maybe like a year ago. Cause I was like, I had heard someone like on YouTube or something Mm -hmm. be like, just don't read the whole book. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then like, I started asking around and I was like, so fascinated. And I had a professor in college too, who would, he'd be like, he'd never read the end of books. He wanted to make the end of himself. And I thought that was so interesting. And so I don't know, I'm just always fascinated with like the rules that we make for ourselves. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Best thing you're watching on TV? So I've like watched almost nothing. Um, I watched the movie Moxie with my sister-in-law, Brianna, who was on the podcast. Um, And I highly, I think it's a great movie. Um, You should watch it. 
Yeah. Worst thing? Um, so Ryan and I are on a Wes Anderson film kick. And by Ryan and I, I mean just like Ryan. <laughs> and, um, I find the movies. What are some of Wes? Not Ander- weird. What are some of Wes Anderson's movies? You texted this to me the other day and I was like, I said, yeah, but I said, yeah, because I didn't want to sound dumb, but I don't think I know who Wes Anderson is. So, so like the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We, we just watched, um, uh, the Darjeeling Limited. I probably dart. I just, yeah, I'm making it worse. I'll just quit talking. <laughs> um, we also watched, we watched like an older one and I like that a little bit better. Okay. I don't remember that they're, they're fascinating. Like I interesting. It's um, as a performance scholar from like a performance standpoint, I think that the films are brilliant mm-hmm. from like a, I just want to sit and veg standpoint. Like they take a little too much work for me and they're kind of weird. <laughs> I thought when you first sent that to me, I had Wes Anderson confused with Wes Craven who is like the horror film director. I think he did the nightmare on Elm street ones. And so I I was like, Oh, I was like, okay, kudos. I love a good (laughs) horror film. And then I, I was like, you know what? I bet that's not what she meant. No. So what, what have you been watching? Cause you, you watch, you, you, you watch stuff and you have some taste. I do. I, well, I do watch stuff. As an academic, it always, I feel like I have to like apologize for my love of trashy television. Um, Not here, you don't. Not here. This is a safe space. Elaine and I have been watching, Elaine, who is on the podcast as well, my wife, my lady friend. um, We have been watching uh, Kim's Convenience on Netflix. It is hilarious. It is about a Korean immigrant family that owns a convenience store in Toronto um, and it is a really interesting depiction of what it means to be an immigrant and like Korean culture. Um, and I guess it has one more season that they're filming now, but then they decided not to renew it, which is a bummer because I really liked it. Um, and the main, one of the main characters is going to be, uh, Shang-Chi, uh, in the new Marvel movie that's coming out. So, um, so is it like a comedy or is it, yeah, a- it's, it's a comedy and it's like, 20 minutes an episode and it's just really funny and then i've been working my way through new girl um yeah. i like new girl uh worst things i watch um so this is people some people might not know this about me i love four weddings on tlc and i'm not a huge wedding person i just really like drama and if you've never watched four weddings essentially what happens is they get these four brides together and the four brides attend the other bride's wedding. So three, three brides attend the one bride's wedding, and then they rate what's happening. And as I'm sure you can imagine, there is just room for cattiness and like not liking things and critiques. And for some reason, it's like, I just, I love everything about it. And then whoever gets the highest score gets the, I think they call it their dream uh, honeymoon. And it's on TLC. It's been on for forever. So it's like Saturday morning. 
they just run them all through. And it's to the point where I turn it on now and I'm like, oh, I've seen this one. Elaine is not a fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's got to be the worst thing I watch. But you I, like it. Oh, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, okay. It's so. mindless too. And like I have this theory. Like, I don't know if you've ever had this when people are like, sorry, we're not gonna invite you to the ceremony, but you can come to the reception. And I'm like, does anyone really want to go to the ceremony? Like, I want to drink the free booze and eat the free food and like make a fool of myself dancing. That's all I care about. Like, I just don't like any of it. Like, I would just rather like go to dinner with someone. Yeah, no, nah, I like the food, especially if it's, I just like to eat until I feel bad about myself. It's like, oh man, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like the food. I like to meet new people. I think that I don't like, okay, people are always surprised by this about me, but like, I think it's that I don't like big crowds. Okay. Like, I, um, I like want to have conversation and it's like too loud. There's too much going on. And so like, I enjoy, I actually enjoy meeting people, but it, like bigger things like that stress me out. I am usually stuff like that stresses me out until I'm about three drinks in. And so if there's an open bar, like I, I just go in, I get my three and then I'm, I'm just build a social butterfly. That's probably my problem. I'm just yeah. like, I'm too sober. I'm, no. like... <laughs> yeah. I'm a believer in the medicinal purposes of alcohol. Like don't get sloppy, but you, you know, take the edge off, have fun, <laughs> have Xanax with it, whatever. Uh, okay. So before I say other things that get me fired from my job, um, we should probably talk a little bit about the bachelor bachelorette. So the biggest news coming out right now, Colton. Oh, wow. I really set that one up. Colton came out. So if you don't remember Colton, he was on a season. I don't remember which one. And then he became he was on Becca season. He was on Becca season. Yes. And he was a former football player. Um, he also had dated Sean Johnson from Iowa um, at one point, very briefly. And then he had his season and he was the one who jumped over the gate, the fence, um, because he was chasing some girl down or something. And then he ended up with what's her name? With Cassie, Cassie. And then Cassie got a restraining order on him at some point because he was, uh, not respecting her pleas for space is the short of it. And then about a week, two weeks ago, he was on good morning America and came out and told people that, um, he's gay and that he's been living with it for a while. Uh, at one point he was suicidal, um, you know, about kind of realizing who he was, uh, Netflix is going to do a show on him. Um, and it has triggered a petition from like 25,000 people to not have the show on Netflix because it's very hard to just not click on the show on Netflix. You've got to stop people from being able to watch the content they want. Thoughts. I feel like I'm really good at summaries. Like if I had to point out like the top three things I'm good at, 
summaries would definitely be one of them. Good work. That was a great summary. Thank you. It's concise. It pulled a lot of things together. Uh, so, you know, like, one of the things, I guess, as I've been processing, processing this is, you know, thinking about the way that heteronormativity and masculinity in our culture this is not to say that Colton doesn't have responsibility because Colton has responsibility, especially for his actions um, with Cassie, right? Um, but the ways that, you know, it sort of created this circumstance, right? right. Um, that we have, you know, someone that maybe didn't recognize their own sexuality, um, it affected his own mental health. It impacted people that he, you know, was dating. It um, kind of showed itself um, or, you know, like revealed itself in really negative ways. And so, you know, a lot of times I think when we talk about oppression in general, we kind of, we talk about the negative effects of oppression on the oppressed, right? And not really recognizing that, you know, in, in this case, even someone like Cassie, right? Like the pressure to conform to heteronormative standards for Colton revealed itself in a way that was pretty harmful to her. And so, and I mean, like there's also masculinity at play and sexism and all those sorts of things, right? But so I'm, I'm kind of like trying to, I'm not doing a very good job of articulating it here, but um, I'm kind of processing through like, how do you sort of support him and what he has been through while at the same time being like, eh, like you still are accountable for the ways that you've kind of treated other people mm -hmm. um, on the way here. And so, like, how do we sort of balance that? How do we hold space for both of those things? Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, that's what I'm sort of thinking. And and I don't really understand, um, gosh, like, one, in terms of the show, I'm just like, gosh, is this the right thing for him? Um, but that's not really my decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was getting kind of eviscerated on social media. And he has been somebody who has done things previously and so i'm gonna make a statement this is not me saying he is doing this for attention there are people out there that are saying he he came out for attention he could get attention in a lot easier ways than coming out um but you know there's a lot of people saying the tv show is just him wanting to get attention he wants to be a star um, and I agree with you, you know, you, you come out in the way that, that feels comfortable to you or, or the way that you feel you can, I don't even know if it's comfortable. I doubt there's anything that's comfortable about it, but, um, yeah, people online were really, for some reason, do not like that. He's making a TV show about it. Um, I mean, I suppose if he feels like it would help other people to watch him navigate through this process, um, you know, that being said, I just can't imagine the pressure that has to put on him. Yeah. Um, and I have no idea what the show is going to be about. I, it was very vague, like navigating 
being a, a gay man coming out and which is why the people petitioning Netflix, it's like, I don't think they even know what the show's about. Like they're, they're like mad, but why just because it's a show about somebody who's gay, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't get why there's a petition. Yeah. I don't know. I need to read more about that. I think. Yeah. Well, please. I, I would like you to find some comments from people that don't want it on there. Cause I feel like they're probably really well-reasoned comments. Like they are probably very thoughtful. They put a lot of time into it because the internet is full of people that put a lot of time into thinking about what they say. That's sarcasm. For those of you who can't see. Just like us in our podcast, like, right. Like (laughs) full 12 minutes into this outline. (laughs) Oh, I put, I put, 11 more minutes into this outline than I did into thinking about my outfit today. So, Hey, so, you know, what do you think is going to happen with bachelor nation? Like, um, you know, post Matt James season, you know, going into, um, Katie and Michelle seasons, bachelor in paradise. When do you think Chris Harris, like what's going to happen with Chris Harrison? Like, that's yeah. So first off, Bachelorette starts June 7th because I know you come to you all come to us for the hard hitting content and the updates on when seasons start. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise starts August 16th. Uh, oh, great. Yeah, I think. And Joe's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. So, Joe. yeah. Yeah. Joe, uh, anesthesiologist Joe. Oh, yay. Yeah. Of course, I was like. Joe grocery store, Joe, he's coming back again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think so. Bachelorette, uh, apparently Chris Harrison is not part of that. Um, There's going to be two bachelorettes, which I think we discussed, and I think they're doing them back to back. So my understanding is that they will do Katie season and then they will do Michelle season and they'll almost run straight through. And then there'll be a break. I have a feeling bachelor in paradise Chris Harrison's going to be back for that. And I wonder if moving forward, what will happen is Chris Harrison will only do bachelor in paradise and then they'll have somebody else do bachelor and bachelorette. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, isn't Tasha one of the people that's going to be co-hosting it? Yeah. It's Tasha and. Is it Becca or. I think, I think it's Becca. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that it's interesting because. Um. I hadn't heard anything like Chris Harrison has been silent. And I will say the first time I saw him post was to communicate support for Colton. And I thought that that was interesting. Yeah. I heard he hired a um, image consultant um, on one of the message boards, like one of the or image rehab professionals And my understanding is that there's actually a pretty robust market for celebrities and people, you know, politicians that when they do something, these people come in and they like help them run their social media. They tell them what things they should do. And they even do that. You think you could feel bad about my life. Uh I feel really bad about my life, but I think, I think I could be an image rehab. (laughs) Really? What skills? Like, I, I don't disagree. 
because you're a really great communicator and you're very good at kind of like feeling people out and understanding where the pulse is. But like, what, what would you bring to the table? Like, because there was a lot of confidence behind that statement. I don't know. It just felt right, you mm-hmm. know? Um, no, I'm with you. He's going with my gut here. Aside from the things I just cited, which I think are probably the most important skills, I didn't know if you were like, I would have an inside track because no. this thing would extra. I mean, I watched Scandal. And so, like, I mean, if that isn't qualification, <laughs> I don't what is no i really don't have anything i just like felt moved by the spirit so like sure. you've got a lot of careers that you're like just lining up for the day where you just are like screw it i don't want to be a professor anymore you're going to write novels you've got your planner business which i think you should start the planner business i think you could i haven't talked to her yet but i want um and like my friend Angela and my friend Sarah to help me design one. Okay. So Angela yeah. Was, was Cus, uh, I'm going to mess her name up. Was was Did I say it right? Was us cut. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Sorry. So to go back to this, he hired an image consultant. Sorry. I'll like. <laughs> no, no. Know about her career. I have to think on that y'all, but No, I feel like this is good. This is all of the stuff that we have been really good about during the season, not going off on tangents. Like we're just getting it out of our system now. Absolutely. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh I think that I could hold people accountable. I think I can hold them accountable while giving them some good love, right? Like I care about you, but like you done messed up and we're, you know, like you need to make it right. Here's my feeling. I think you are too nice. No, not that you are too interested in doing the right thing. And I don't think the image consultant business has anything to do with meaningful change. I'm going to bring it around. I'm turning around. Yeah. I think it has everything to do with the gesture and not the intent. Um, And I feel like that would be hard for you. Probably you'd have to be more slimy. I think I don't think you got that in your D. Maybe, but slimy is a learnable skill. That's true. <laughs> it's like, it's like dieting. I feel like being slimy is like dieting, where it's like you make concessions. You're like, I'll just eat this Oreo, and then it's like ten o'clock, and you've now eaten a Chinese buffet. Like <laughs> you got ice cream. One bad decision at a time. I yep. can become slimy. <laughs> <laughs> You just got to build up the tolerance to it. You bet. You have that mental toughness. (laughs) After this, you need to do like one thing to like start building it up. I want you to go to the grocery store and eat a handful of grapes. (laughs) Like that'll be the start. I won't pay for them. (laughs) And we'll start moving up. (laughs) We've derailed. Anything else about Bachelor Nation? It's been a long break. It's been a long break. It's been refreshing. It has been. Like I'm I'm excited for the season to start. I'm excited for us to get back to podcasting. We we plan to do one more update episode. Danielle's going to read a book and give us a review. We haven't decided, so if you're listening and you have a book bachelor related that you'd like Danielle to read um and review, if it's on Audible, I'll consider 
listening to it while I work out because there's nothing I love more than being at the gym and listening to a romance novel while everyone else listens to their like metal music and like, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'll review a book, but I'll tell you what listeners, what you can expect is more of this. Like, so I'll talk about the book, but I promise you that we will talk about a lot of other random stuff that doesn't matter. That's what the people want, though. It is. I mean, they sign up. important stuff happening in the world. They sign up for your wit and me trying to keep us on task and drinking 17 different drinks while we're on here. Are you the one that, well, so one, are you the one that keeps us on task? And two... Um, I always have to pee so bad after we record. (laughs) Yeah, I actually have to right now. (laughs) Um, I think here's what I, I talked to Elaine one time about this and several other people. It is much more fun. So if you all don't know how we do this, we rotate who writes the outline and it is so much more fun to be the person who doesn't write the outline because you just put your fate in the hands of the person running the show. And then my goal is to just try to get Danielle off track while she watches. And I feel like you kind of do the same thing. <laughs> and so it works really well because then after uh, I, the next week, I'm like, all right, get ready to live, Danielle. You're going to get all of Bill's random thoughts. I'm sort of like, oh, I wasn't, you know, like, you know, working on this podcast is like, oh, you know, like, this is just this fun thing that we do for a few hours every week. Y'all, since we have not been doing the podcast, I'm like, what do I do with all this time? Yeah. Like, we, it, this well-polished machine, oiled, polished, whatever, machine. Both. It is oiled and polished. Not only does it run well, it looks good. Okay, guys? It takes time. It turns out. Um, so, uh, in conclusion, sorry in- to our colleagues and students who have not gotten emails back from us. We had our podcast that we had to do. I can't do 75 hard while podcasting because I just don't have the time to exercise <laughs> for 90 minutes every day. I bet homeboy who wrote that book would be like, you could do it, Danielle. I just am not mentally tough. Enough. Maybe you could hire him to just come and yell at you until you get your stuff done. Sometimes I do find um, being yelled at motivating. I used to, are you, are you familiar? So I, <laughs> all these weird things about me that come out. So I used to be really, really into workout videos, you know, back in the day when we have VHS and Billy be- Blanks, Tybo. Oh. Hell yeah. Like I think still I have probably over a hundred workout DVDs down in my basement. Jillian Michaels was really popular for a while. And I kind of liked her yelling at me. Like it worked. Any, anyone who knows me yet well will tell you the quickest way to get me to just not do what you want is to yell at me. Like I, I am fine with people requesting, having a good like conversation. You start yelling and it's like, I just, I will stop. I will yell back. Yeah. That's Ryan. You yeah. and Ryan could bond over this. I do not. If I ask Ryan yeah. to do something. It ain't getting done for several weeks. Well, and I don't yell at people either. Like I, I yelling is not something I do. Like I'm just not a yeller. So. 
good at sarcasm though i'd be really good as like a fitness instructor's like oh yeah those are push-ups wow you're strong i don't know how motivating that would be you just break them down <laughs> with condescension like, i love it all right is that it have we gotten our got, folks we this has been this has been amazing i feel so energized for the rest of the day like yeah i'm actually going to show up to meetings in a good mood now so cool all right vaccinated, everyone get vaccinated yes please get vaccinated um and yeah look forward to our other update episode and then i think we'll be right into the season so send us emails batchadamia at gmail.com follow us on twitter You've been listening to Batchadamia with your hosts, Drs. Daniel Dick McGue and Bill Henniger. All opinions expressed on this show are solely the opinion of the person who spoke them. If you like our podcast, please consider following us, leaving us a five-star rating, and a positive review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please share with your friends, family, and other ardent Bachelor content lovers. If you have comments or questions you would like us to address on the show, you can email us at batchadamia at gmail.com or on the Twitter with the handle at Thanks for listening.